Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Jesus Christo. Please be seated. So today is the Sunday before the celebration of the incarnation of Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. And the Gospels of the generations of Jesus, and particularly his conception. And I want to talk about that today. It's the most mystical, beautiful meditation you could ever make. We usually don't think about what conception means. It means initiation of life. Now, when God decided to make our forerunner, Adam, he took the soil of the earth and he made a man. And then he breathed life into him, giving him a soul. And nothing in the world had ever been seen by that. But Adam, due to the fall, he must not have conceived well the gift that was given to him. For he was to have that life for all eternity. God the Father, being very gracious and a lover of mankind, recapitulated creation. He did it again. All those beautiful names in the gospel today are about very worthy people, heroes for God. And these heroes from generation to generation produced a family. And out of these lines came royalty, like Hezekiah, a very holy king, and became priests who offered sacrifice to God. And from this priestly holy line, there was born, conceived in the womb of Anna, the Blessed Virgin Mary. She was not an ordinary conception, as none of us are. It took generations upon generations of purity and faith and worship of God to bring about her conception in the womb of Adam by Joachim. But she was still earth earthly. It says in the gospel in the fullness of time, God would send a redeemer. When we think about being redeemed, sort of think about, well, I pawn something or I lost something. I take my money down to the pawn shop and I redeem what was lost. I buy it back. That was not possible for God to do that. But man, without the cooperation of man. And so Archangel Gabriel came to the Blessed Virgin and she, he said, I like the Greek. Hagia Maria, Matutheu. The Lord God is with you. You shall conceive and bear a son. His name shall be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And she said, let it be done to me according to your word. Without fear, without responding uh, with conditions, but recognizing the angel was from the Lord Most High his messenger. Then the Holy Spirit came 
just like the Eucharist today, the Holy Spirit will come and transform bread and wine into the body and blood of the Lord. His Holy Spirit came upon Mary. So this man was the born of Mary, was truly human because he was her flesh and her blood, and she was from the earth. But he was divine because the Holy Spirit brought something additional, holy, unheard of, never imagined, could not be conceived. He brought divinity so that Jesus Christ in his mother's womb would become this man, but God. And sometimes we wonder about the quiddity of God. What did he bring? We have hints of that given to us. In the transfiguration of Lord Jesus Christ on the mount, they see the blazing light, the energies. He was transfigured before them. He revealed something about himself, his human nature nobody saw before. The very energies of God, a gift from God of life and divinity. When Mary conceived that life and divinity was brought by the Holy Spirit and he thrusted it upon her in her inmost being. So she would become the tabernacle of the Most High and there would be an incarnation of divinity, truly God and truly man, Emmanuel, God who is with us. In my ratiocinations and my prayer, I often think about this, that we have seen God in humanity, and we have seen his energies in the transfiguration. And we receive those same energies by participation in the holy sacraments. So there is truly an incarnation in our lives too. When Christ comes with his human nature, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and imparts to us our inmost being, making us a temple, giving us eternal life. It's worth pondering. And I always like to think about Christ of the apocalypse. What they picture him, how, how John, the evangelist, saw him. He was all white. His hair was white. His eyes were red like fire. And from there flowed forth divinity, gushing forth from him. John saw that in his vision, which he gives to us in the apocalypse. That's the little child that was born of Mary. That's the little child as God and man. That is the one source of true life, the divine energies, which we participate in. They are his energies, but through the incarnation, we participate in that life of grace. Sometime, when you're praying, sit there. Read the transfiguration. Read the vision of Moses when nobody could look at him because light poured out of him. And remember, you shall be partakers of the divine nature, 
the epistle to Peter. So Christmas is wonderful. Nothing can be more adorable than a child, especially a holy child. How much love is poured into that child by the Father through the Son into that God-man. Some people, unfortunately, object to our holy Christian faith, but they have nothing better. They have nothing of more promise. They have not divinity in them. It's created energy, but not the divine energies. And do they sit with God and meditate on this, ponder this? This is the great time of pondering, thinking about the incarnation. Light and life comes to us. Holiness comes to us and dwells in our hearts. And we become the temples of the Most Holy Spirit's gift, which is sent, it says in Scripture, by the Son. I will send you the Holy Spirit. He will not only deify you, he will teach you all things. So these days, we're busy with Christmas and family. Take time out. Look at the Christ of the Apocalypse and his glowing beauty, who was from all eternity, and realize he came down and made his throne in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. His object being to make his throne also in your heart. Our lives should be, all the days of our lives, dedicated to cooperating with this gift of the incarnation, pondering the impossible, and knowing that this is the hope of the world, Jesus Christ incarnate, the God child, who will be crucified on the cross, return to his glory in the heavenly kingdom. It's not like we don't know about it. We just don't concentrate on it. We don't think about it because it's too wonderful. It's too beautiful. It's too sanctifying. And that same Christ receive in the holy gifts of communion and glory. Not the Christ just died on the cross. Not the Christ who walked in Galilee, although he is those two people. But the Christ is glorified at the right hand of the Father with that human body he received from Mary. And in the Eucharist, we have Jesus, body, soul, divinity. And why? To bring us to our transfiguration. How can anybody not rejoice? How can anybody not realize who Jesus Christ really is and what his gift is? It's all right, it's very important to believe in the ethical teachings of the New Testament and keep the commandments. But it's equally as important, maybe more, to absorb into your very utmost being a life-giving trinity through the gift of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're celebrating at Christmas, the greatest gift, Christ incarnate, truly God, truly man, truly earth and truly heaven, come for you. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.